world is noisy, God Whispers, the podcast, is a production of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Glorify the Lord by your life. To learn more about this Catholic nonprofit apostolate, visit the website journeysrevealed.com. And now on with this month's show. If our nature or health doesn't allow us to think always about the passion, since to do so would be arduous, who will prevent us from being with him in his risen state? We have him so near in the blessed sacrament, where he is already glorified and where we don't have to gaze upon him as being so tired and worn out, bleeding, wearied by his journeys, persecuted by those for whom he did so much good. Certainly there is no one who can endure thinking all the time about the many trials he suffered. Behold him here, without suffering, full of glory, our companion in the most blessed sacrament. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I'm your host, Julia Monin, and I begin this episode with a quote from St. Teresa of Avila in the Book of Her Life. This is words you'll find in chapter 22 of the Book of Her Life. And I'm starting here as we are approaching Advent. This podcast is being released December 1st. Advent, the first Sunday of Advent, is December 3rd. So I'm guessing, unless you catch this right away, I'm guessing most of you will be listening to this episode while we are in the heart of Advent, in the season of Advent. If not, you're catching it super early, and Advent is coming up real quick, so it's time to prepare. And I think more so than anything else this year, in my own heart and my own soul, I am seeing quite clearly this need to rest, this need to rest in him. And of course, Advent, um, like Lent in so many ways, gives us this time to do so, to prepare in a special way for him, to receive him in a special way. Um, of course, again, like Lent, we, we might even take on some penitential practices in the season of Advent. Nothing as intense as what we would do in Lent, perhaps, but we are preparing our hearts. We might um, definitely would be encouraged to make a good confession in the season of Advent as we prepare for the birth of our Lord and his coming at Christmas. Um, so the, the seasons sort of have a similarity in that feel. Of course, just a side note, there's never a bad time to make a good confession. <laughs> so all year, all year long, we can be doing this. And I highly encourage regular sacramental confessions. By regular, maybe once a month, um, that's a good place to at least begin. Um, but anyway, as we look at Adv Advent, and as we think about what the Lord might be drawing us to in Advent, this idea of just resting more in Him keeps coming to mind. Uh, of course, I don't know about you, but myself, I am coming off an incredibly uh, busy fall, super busy. Um, as you know, released um, my fourth book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the second daily devotional. I'm prepping for a retreat that will happen in January. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast yet, but I am hosting my fourth annual The World is Noisy, God Whispers retreat in January of next year. That'll be January 19th and 20th. If you're interested in, in learning more about that or registering for that retreat, go to journeysrevealed.com. And on the events page, you will see the retreat registration for that. Our theme this year is The Abyss of Christ's merciful love. We're just going to spend the weekend 
really bathing in the mercy of Christ and talking about the mercy of Christ. Of course, priests will be there to hear confession as well on the Saturday of the retreat. Um, It will be really beautiful. And I highly encourage you to sign up and spend that time um, with him, with the beloved there in at that retreat. Um, So that's coming up. So that's, you know, there's a lot of prep work on my end with that. Um, Just a lot going on in every aspect of my life, not just in the Journeys Reveal Ministries office or with my writing, but, you know, it's Christmas. It's my son's sixth birthday. Um, The, um, I, you know, I, you know that I'm a secular Carmelite. There's a lot going on in our Carmelite community right now. So like everywhere the Lord has me, um, there's a lot going on. And so because things have been so, so busy, of course, I am just like longing um, and, and craving more rest. And praise be Jesus Christ, Advent gives us this perfect time to enter into that if we receive that invitation and if we welcome it. Of course, the distractions and the busyness and all of the activity, it will never cease and it will always be there. There will always be stuff that we can be doing. And yet, underneath all of that is God's grace, his whispering voice, calling out to us saying, but you don't have to do it all right now. And you can take a second to breathe and you can take a second to just be with me and to be near my presence and to just rest in my arms. And so this podcast this month will be pretty short and sweet. And with just this simple reminder to receive this invitation, right? We can all be busy nonstop. There is, there are things that we can always be doing, even little things, you know, you know, this in your home. You could sit and recollect for 20 minutes and pray a very heartfelt rosary and um, maybe give your young child that undivided attention and play a game with them. Or you could go check the dishes in the dishwasher, move a load of laundry around, get supper going, um, get somebody, get somebody's prepped for school the next day. There's always a million things that we could be doing. And yet the Lord's whispering voice is always there, right? Saying, The invitation, though, remains for you to rest. So this Advent, more so than any other time, my prayer for myself, and I I invite you to join me in that prayer, and for you, is that we get better at just accepting this invitation. Of course, as lay people living in the world, as I assume most of you are who are listening to this show, um, we have duties in the world. And part of following our Lord faithfully is to faithfully fulfill the duties of our state in life. So I'm not asking us all to kick our feet up and be lazy, as tempting as that might be. Um, Instead, what I'm asking us to is to be prudent with the ways that we're spending our time and to, again, be disciplined enough that we receive that invitation to rest in him. Okay, so... We began with that quote from St. Teresa of Avila, St. Teresa of Jesus, and, and encouraging us that, okay, we don't, we don't have to always reflect on his passion, as beautiful as it is, and, and as, as, um, as grace-filled as that time is. Um, it is enough for us to be with him and to be near his presence in the Blessed Sacrament, to, be, um, to think of him and to see him in his glorified state, as she puts to be with him in his risen state. We have him so near in the blessed sacrament where he is already glorified, right? And so behold him here without suffering, full of glory, our companion in the most blessed sacrament. This is then taking me to um, the book of Kings, 1 Kings chapter 19. And of course, 
you're probably, well, if you're very astute, you'll recognize that 1 Kings chapter 19 has a very special place in my heart because it is in this, this part of scripture where we get this beautiful story of Elijah on the mountain and God says, go out, stand on the mountain, right? And the Lord is going to pass by, but there's a great wind and God's not in the wind. There's an earthquake and God's not in the earthquake. There's a fire, but God's not in the fire. And after that, the sound of sheer silence, right? The whisper, other translations will read. And it's here in the whisper where Elijah recognizes that God is there. God is present. And it is, of course, this scripture is, of course, then where the title of all my books and blog and podcast and and the retreat coming up, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, is inspired by that chapter in this, in this, in the Bible of one Kings and Elijah. The Lord is in the whisper, the sound of sheer silence. That's where the world is noisy, God whispers, comes from. But today, on today's episode, we're actually going to jump a little bit before this um, this moment with, with God and, and Elijah on the mount. We're going to go, start at the beginning of chapter 19. That story, um, Elijah meets God at Horeb, begins in verse 11. I'm actually going to read what leads up to that, and that's how we'll begin our episode today. So let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God by opening with Scripture. This is from 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life look like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. Side note, before I continue, just so you know, this is Elijah who's afraid, okay? So, Elijah himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went in the strength of that food for forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, throw down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. That ends there, uh, verses 1 through 10, and then again it picks up with, He said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then there was the great wind, the earthquake, the fire, and all of that. And at the end of that, God asks Elijah that same question. What are you doing here, Elijah? It's just very powerful. And again, we're starting with that opening part of Elijah is afraid for his life, right? 
Um, he's just he's just killed all the fa- false prophets. And this book of Kings, you can read that quite a quite a powerful story. And now he's being threatened, like right, right. You killed all these people. I'm going to kill you. Basically, is what's being said to him. And so he's fleeing. He's running away in fear. Um, and he goes this day's journey into the wilderness. He sits down under the broom tree. And the part I really want us to think about um, as we go into this podcast is the angel waking him up two different times and saying, get up and eat, get up and eat. And then again, the second time, get up and eat. Otherwise, the journey will be too much for you. My dear friends, Jesus does this to us day in and day out, right? And maybe not in some supernatural way like we're seeing with Elijah, right? Maybe we're not being woken up in some supernatural experience by an angel of the Lord saying, get up and eat or anything like that. But the Lord is inviting us to do this very thing. And I think as um, modern men and women living in America, we are like so used to just like going nonstop all the time that we don't take this time and we don't again accept this invitation to simply do the things we need to do to make sure we're strengthened to actually do what God is asking us to do. Um, you know, eat, taking care of ourselves, eating good foods, um, getting the rest that we need. And I know you busy moms are laughing at that. No, you're not sleeping eight hours a night. You wish, right? I know, I know. Um, at the same time, again, this isn't necessarily about us just saying, I can't do any of this, so I'm going to stop trying because the duties are always there and they're always um, like pulling at me. This is about us growing in that, that virtue of just being more prudent with our time and having a little bit of discipline to say no to the things we need to say no to the things that we know that are just really mindless, endless distractions that are always going to be there. Um, So that, why? So that we can say yes to the things that our soul truly needs to be fed and to be strengthened so that we can actually be the moms and the dads and the sons and the daughters and the wives and whatever else the Lord has us, is calling us to, that he's created us to be. So often, again, we, we pass this invitation by Um, it's like, it's like the parable that Jesus tells us, you know, um, about he's, the banquet is ready and he sends his servants out to tell people to come to the banquet and everybody is too busy, right? Well, I just bought a field. Let me go take care of that. Or, you know what, this just happened. Let me go do that before I come. Or, you know what? So, you know, the servants go back and say, nobody's coming. He's like, we'll go out and invite everybody else then. Like we do that. We do that to God each and every day. We choose to mindlessly scroll on our Facebook feed for 20 minutes instead of taking that time to pray. And again, I'm not judging. Um, I'm saying it because I battle these same things as well. Um, These times where I could have been spending in rest, I'm looking at my to-do list and hyperventilating instead, right? I spend 20 minutes looking at my to-do list thinking, how in the world am I going to get all of this done and panicking about it all instead of just closing the list and taking that 20 minutes to say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to surrender this all to you. I know what's all on my plate. You know what's all on my plate. And I'm going to spend this time really feeding on you so that I have the strength to do whatever it is you're asking me to do next instead of being fearful and worried and anxious and, and stressed out and taking that out on, on the people in my life. Um, can you tell that things are, I'm struggling? <laughs> I am. There's a lot going on. Um, so anyway, I'm not saying these things to, um, to pass judgment. I'm saying it because I'm battling it. And I need to do better at, at accepting this invitation to just rest in him. So I think this scripture gives us something to really chew on. The angel says, get up and eat. The angel says again, get up and eat. Otherwise, the journey will be too much for you. And I think that we find this to be the truth in our own lives. We recognize that if we don't take this time to get up and eat, 
And in a very real way, I'm go, go back to where I began with the quote from Teresa of Avila. I am encouraging us to not just eat by like putting yourself first and going to the salon for a day. The Lord wants more than that for you. He really does. As much as that might refresh you for an hour or two, the Lord wants to sustain you for the rest of your life. He wants to feed you with his own body and with his own blood. He wants to reconcile you in the sacrament of reconciliation. What I am saying on this podcast today is way more than go do something nice for yourself for an hour. I hope that's not what you're hearing. I want you to know how much he deeply loves you and how much he longs to be in your presence. And so go be with him in front of the Blessed Sacrament. If you don't have an adoration chapel close to you, just go sit in the church. He is there present in the tabernacle. If you have an adoration chapel close to you, be grateful for that reality and know that that's not the norm everywhere. How blessed you are to have that as as an option, as an opportunity to be with him in that way. Um, go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation this, this Advent. Rest in His mercy. Bathe yourself in His love and in His mercy. Be reconciled to Him. And when you can't make it to the church to be in His physical presence, take this time in your own home, right? Jesus says, when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door. Find that place in your home where you can recollect, where you can be with Him. And maybe you don't even have 20 minutes. I get that. You're busy. Your kids always need something. But maybe you can carve out one minute, five minutes. I once talked to a mama who had to go sit in her car, right? She just goes in her car. The husband knew I'm going to take five minutes and I'm going to go recollect and be with the Lord and I'll be right back in, right? And everybody will be better for it, me taking this five minutes. So please look for these ways to truly feed your soul, to be fed by him, by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, this is way more than go to a spa for an hour and come back and you'll feel better. This is setting habitual habits that you feed on him because otherwise this journey of, of growing in holiness, this journey of growing in virtue, of, of striving to become all that God created you to become, which is his beloved son and his beloved daughter, fully receiving that gift and living in his freedom that he gained for you on the cross, it will be impossible. This will be an impossible gift for you to receive if you don't learn to feed on him and strengthen your soul for the journey. Okay, so Advent is coming, my friends. Be at peace in him and accept this invitation and know that this will be, uh, if this is like, this is a struggle, this is going to be a struggle for you, know that it is going to be one for me as well um, because the to-do list is like way crazier than it's ever been for whatever reason. And so it's going to be difficult for me to accept this invitation, but I'm going to battle with you and struggle with you because I know how important it is for us to truly feed on him. That's the heart of it. We won't have enough strength for the journey if we don't become people who um, habitually recollect ourselves in his presence, right? Become people who, who um, gaze at our beloved in all of his glory day in and day out. And again, this necessarily, I'm not talking uh, quantity here. As moms and dads living in the world, this might not be the quantity of time that we can give him that someone who's living a life as a cloistered nun would be able to give him. I am talking quality. Give him this quality time to receive his goodness, his love, his mercy, and to rest in him. So again, that's short and simple and kind of sweet. I know that, or maybe not sweet, but just short, simple, sweet, and to the point. You know what I mean? Um, and I want to end with a reflection from my book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 2. Um, by the way, we do have a little sale going on on the website right now, journeysrevealed.com 
slash shop where you can buy um, all of the Journeys Revealed Ministries books. We're running just a little holiday special for those of you that are looking to buy some of our titles for gifts. Um, The devotionals make great gifts. Any of our books make great gifts. So anyway, right now we're running a little special where you can, if you buy five or more of any of our books and um, you can mix and match. I think it'll work if you mix and match them. Um, but if you five five or more of any of our books, you get 20% off. And that'll go on until um, through all throughout the Christmas season. That'll end um, in, in January. So you have plenty of time to take advantage of that. Um, but what I'm reading from you now as we end this episode is from my book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 2, My Trials and Tribulations. And it is reflection number 232. It's called A Moment to Rest. Last week, a dear friend of mine told me a beautiful story. She said that during her labor, she recently gave birth to her third child. There was a point where she got incredibly sick and where her heart, as was proven by her heart rate monitor, began to race. As the discomfort began to take over, her husband entered the room after a brief time away. She said that as soon as she caught sight of him, she immediately felt better. The color returned to her face, the pain began to diminish, and her heart rate slowly backed down. His presence calmed her so much that her body, again, as was proven by her heart rate monitor, physically followed suit. Is that not a beautiful testament to the power of love between a husband and a wife? I love it. It's so beautiful. (laughs) As beautiful as it was, though, I didn't think much more about her story as the day went on. It wasn't until the following morning that I was reminded of her words. It was on this day, a day filled with much torment and pain of my own, that I entered the church for a previously scheduled meeting. And yes, this torment and pain I was feeling was associated with the work of putting my book together. I know, I know. This is sort of becoming the norm for me at this point. Anyway, as I opened the door that led me into the presence of the Eucharistic Lord in the tabernacle, I immediately felt myself calming down. In that instant, though the pain of my current labors didn't cease, there was a break in the tension. I love it here, I then thought to myself as my mind eased up and my body followed suit. This feeling returned to me again earlier this evening as I entered the Adoration Chapel. Though the pain and torment are still very much encircling me, quote-unquote, prowling around like a roaring lion ready to pounce, so to speak, and an an indescribable sense of peace filled my entire being as I knelt in front of the Eucharist displayed in the monstrance. And well, I guess as it was with my friend when she saw her husband during her own labor and pain, this ability to breathe in the midst of the agony just goes to show, at least in some small way, the power of true love. Oh, and yes, I am certainly blessed to be on the receiving end of this love from my Savior, as I am certainly grateful for the temporary moment of rest in the midst of the suffering. My dear friends, take advantage of any moments of rest you can get this Advent season. Make them a priority in your schedule, even amidst all the extra duties, all the extra decorating, all the extra baking, all the extra shopping, all the extra wrapping. Even amidst all of that, the Lord calls out with his still small voice, with that invitation to rest in him, with that reminder to eat, to rest and eat, or you will not have enough energy for the journey. May we be wise to take him up on this offer as this longing to be with him, this recollecting in him becomes a habit of our soul as we become men and women of deeper and deeper prayer. 
My dear friends, know that I am praying for you in a special way this Advent. And every time I struggle to rest and slow down, I'll be thinking of you and thinking of you on this, on this, that are listening to the show who are struggling with that too. And we'll unite ourselves in prayer in that way in a special way. Um, As always, I humbly ask that you keep me in your prayers as well to learn more about the retreat coming up in January, the, the sale going on in our store right now. Um, my newest release book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the second daily devotional. Go to the website, journeysrevealed.com. And now let's end with the prayer that ends this reflection that I just read to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, my God, and I pray that my presence fills you with the same comfort and consolation that your true presence in the Eucharist fills me with. May my love for you mend your broken heart just like your love for me mends my own. May my love for you heal your open wounds, just like your love for me heals my own. May my love for you bring peace to your crucified body, just like your love for me brings peace to my own. I love you. I thank you. I praise you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.